How do we look? How do we look on camera? Yes, 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 yes. Oh, you just, Test one, two. You just started? What is that? <laughs> just say, oh. let's sit where you normally guess. My name is Michael Crow. <laughs> I'm born in Bloomington, Illinois. Six to seven years for... <laughs> Very yellow. If that pillow's in your way, Cheryl. just move it. It's very yellow. Very yellow. Yes, 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 yes. Hey, man. Welcome to the Money Flow Trading Society's podcast, Mastering the Trade. My name's Gerald Peters. Always remember, whatever you think about comes about. Whatever you focus on grows. I like so, that mantra. Do you like that? I like that mantra. I practiced You it. don't have to get it right. You just got to get it going. That's right. I practiced that a bunch of times, and I was like, it helps me. It just gets me in the mood, like mm-hmm. in the mode. Yeah. I've tried different ones, and that's just the one that I've... I had one that was even longer, mm-hmm. and then it was like a... It reminded me of... You see Game of Thrones? Of course. Mother of Dragons yeah. comes in, and Khaleesi. it's like... She's the queen of this, and, yeah. the, and it goes on and on. That's what it, I felt like. Yeah. I can't do it that long. All my, I, no doubt, all my father, followers, you guys know Michael. Um, you, uh, you don't have an online nickname like Full Auto One One. No, I'm not as cool as you, man. <laughs> I'm still trying to be like you. I'm still tell trying you how to be I like that you. Handle. I don't think we've ever talked about that before. No, no, no. So, what do you go by on Instagram? Michael Crow, all lowercase. There's no underscore. That's it, Michael Crow on Instagram. It's all Michael Crow. All lowercase. Twitter, it's Michael underscore Crow. Yeah, you guys go check Michael out. There's no more fake accounts unverified now. You have you have fake ones though, huh? I have a there's, new one. I have a new still one today. Some, yeah, there's, there's, one today. St- there's still some out there. They always block me before I can shut them down. But I don't know what to do about them. There's one today out there for me. People were sending it to me. Mm-hmm. I've been asking people to engage them in conversation and screenshot it. Same thing. Like rather than report them. Yeah. Record it, get to the end, see what it is they want you to do, and yeah. then at least then we can say, hey, this is a bad person. Yeah. Anybody contact, it seems without saying that <clears throat> whether someone's talking trading or investing, you have to remember, you're just watching a stranger on YouTube, yeah. on Instagram. Yep. At the end of the day, you got to do your own work. Mm-hmm. And somebody contacting you like that. If you fall for it, you're an idiot. Yes, it, it blows my mind that people still, to, in this day, get caught up in that. And that I don't know. Maybe they're new. It happens in everything, man. It happens in real estate. Somebody, somebody who followed one of my scammer account, they sent him sixty five thousand dollars. Get out of here. Yep. Sixty. There was a, there was like a sixty five thousand dollar one. Somebody sent him twenty five. Wow. There was there was some hefty amounts in you know. Bitcoin. A, was it Bitcoin uh, or cash? I think it was cash. Wow. They didn't really specify. I don't think it was Bitcoin. They promised them some sort of magical trading elixir. Yeah, like system. the little like trading al- algorithm. But the thing is, is if you follow me, you know how I speak. Right. You know how I talk. And you're you, you know like a I can, I can construct full sentences <laughs> with punctuation. And then they're like, you know, <laughs> these people that they're talking to, they don't even speak actual sentences. They're like, oh, it's text message. That's why he's talking so weird. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> Like, oh, it's, dear sir or madam, I don't sir. even say that to anybody. Hello, dear. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's not how people talk yeah. to each other. No, and, and we always say, like, we're never going to ask you to trade. We're never going to ask you this and this. We're never going to ask you about your trades. I ask my followers about their trades. Like, I want, I actually, the people that follow me, I actually do engage with them. I do want to know how they're doing. I want to know about their mental sanity, right? right. So, 
But you should be able to, if you follow the person that you are, you should be able to discern whether or not you're really talking to them or not. So. Yeah, and, and Jesus, to send someone that kind of money, I mean, yeah. does it even make sense? It's not, it's not a mutual fund. It's not yeah. a e-trade. I mean, I remember when I, when I first started trading, and I was, was going to ask you, I was going to ask you really how, mm-hmm. what is it you do? You know, we, we kind of skipped over that and <clears throat> how you got into trading. Um, when I very first saw trading, I was in, I was, took an extracurricular class for extra credit in, in high school. And they took us to the Chicago Board of Exchange. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting up there and they're just throwing their hands up. The dude's on the floor. It's just money, man. I'm like, man, what is this? Yeah. They were, you know, throwing there, they're on the phone, man. And the teacher's like, oh, they're trading. It was like, at the time it was like cattle and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff that I don't trade today. But it was my first experience with it, and it just looked like, man, somebody was making money. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it looked like. And and then I guess everybody in high school does the stock game. Mm-hmm. <coughs> um, I don't, but I don't even remember doing that in high school ever. How did you I mean how, trading? How did that first appear in your life? Then how old were you? Gosh, I, I well, I guess really. Investing was really the start, first. That's how most people start, right? Like you invest it was in a mutual fund or yeah, mutual fund. fund. Like when I joined the navy, I joined the navy when I was nineteen. Right. But nobody before that ever taught me investing, taught me money. I mean, I love my parents, I love my family, but I never had anybody in my family teach me really they didn't about. Take you like no. when you went in the navy, no one took you into a room by yourself, and there was a guy with a marker, and he goes, "Hey, shut up, listen." No, not that I. I'm remember. gonna show you how to get rich within twenty mm-hmm. years. No, nope. and then just whiteboards it. Nope. If you want more information, here's a pamphlet. Nope. That should happen. Like you should. It be- should. I. It's. I think within the school systems too. I think that it should be something that is talked about and taught early on. Like the earliest thing that I remember being taught about money was uh, economics freshman year. We had to balance a checkbook, mm. turn it in at the end of the year, balance right. a checkbook, do that. Pay bills and shit. Yeah, but I th- there might have been like some stock stuff mixed in there, but I don't. <laughs> been funny. It doesn't like stand a, out, so I don't remember like, it. You have to draw a card, and it'd be like uh, the wife card, or yeah. if you're a girl, the husband card. Yep. And you'd be like, oh, your husband got in a wreck. Yep. <laughs> you had to pay a bill. <laughs> <laughs> Just like with Monopoly money. Yeah. Something like that. But no, nobody, nobody in my family really taught me the, what investing was, the stock market, all that stuff. I didn't really learn until I was in the Navy. And then you get, like, what, the, the TSP. That See, gets, I was in pre that. We didn't have TSP. What's, what, you got what nothing unless you retired. Oh, I see. There was no, you know, if you stayed 12 years or longer, yeah. I think you got a little, a little something. Yeah. And then, you know, otherwise you retired. Yeah. We yeah, have TSP like, now. I've seen them where it's like TSP and there's another one and another one. And it's like large cap, like the, mm-hmm. you know, it's like it's S&P. Yep. Bonds, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and I think they have a little lower risk one. That's cool. Yeah. So it was, <clears throat> it was just really. do it, I'm sure. Maybe it's changed now. They I don't make know. you? But, uh, <clears throat> I mean, they don't make you, but they, they offer it, right? They, you. They're just like, hold check. Yeah. They're like, well, you're going to need some money. No, I'm a well, it's, I think it's similar to like the GI Bill of everything. You put in a certain amount for right. your college education, and I think that, you know, they sort of taught you. you. 
the the bare minimum of what a TSP account is and what it covers and the funds you can invest into and stuff like that. But I don't ever remember any elaborate. So in the Navy, you weren't sitting around reading no stock trading books. Nope. And I and I had just sort of stumbled into just casually investing, just things that we had talked about before of things that I spend my money on normally: mm-hmm. shoes, clothes, food, sports stuff. Just in those companies and then just doing it buy and hold status. Yeah. But I'd, I wasn't real big on like Apple and Google and Microsoft, some of these other companies that are huge now. They weren't, they weren't really big back then when, it, you know, they were just sort yeah. of starting. And with what I know, if I'd have started yeah. then, Jesus, how rich I'd be. Yeah, and that's, and that's really kind of the way that I felt about it too. Going later on in life, 30s. But, but you know when you think that, I've come to realize... You're kind of assuming, like, oh, if I could have done it, as if you're going to start 20, know what you know now. Mm-hmm. It's like, dipshit, it's going to take you a while to learn all of this. Yeah, like, where's Doc Brown and Marty You've spent McFly. your whole life learning this, so now it seems obvious. Yeah. You know, but to, to assume that you could have known all of that information at 20 is, is, is yeah. unreasonable. And it's, all, it's also <clears throat> like, if you knew that all from the very beginning, what's the point of even living in the first place, yeah. right? And you could, technically. Technically, there's probably a book back then that we could have read that said... Do this, 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 mm-hmm. and then you, you still don't do it. Mm-hmm. It's just a book you read. Yeah. And then I think at a certain age, and I don't know, I think everyone at a certain point comes to this where you start to take action on these things. Yeah. You know, you actually yeah. start to put money into yeah, like a mutual when, fund first maybe and then. Right. When I, so when I had gotten married, we invested in like mutual fund. We didn't yeah, invest in. I remember in, that. Yeah. I, it was like mutual now funds. when I think about that, I'm like, how dumb. But right. I know that's wrong because a lot yeah. of people still do that. Yeah, but how but dumb? But I can't even imagine how dumb, doing right. that today. Like that's yeah, I, yeah. When I think it's like it's we get preached to so much about the safety net of it all, right? And that's how they that's how they promote all of the mutual funds and some of the safer investments is that it's just safe. And, and I guess for there are there is a huge part of the population <clears throat> that's probably the best thing for them to do. Mm-hmm. It's better to do that and not do it. Yeah. But I think what people like us start talking about is like there's so much information, there's so many things you can do that <clears throat> to do better. Yeah. To you know, possibly make a lot of money. Also lose your money. Mm-hmm. You know. We both trade and I, I always just kind of describe it as the is the time window. I mean, the faster you want to make money, the shorter the time. Yeah. I mean really if yeah. you think about it. Yeah. And and, and the, the more you spread that window out, the less the risk, I think, in the overall Hey, hate to interrupt this podcast. You know what's up. Listen, easiest thing you could do to show your appreciation for me is the obvious. Follow the other obvious. Click like. Hey, don't be a stranger. Sometimes you can leave a comment. I know it's hard to take your thumbs and click the thing and leave a unicorn emoji or something. And that's so difficult and stressful. But you could do that for OGP. I got people come up to me all the time. Man, following the petersreport.com is helped my trading I was able to do this and do this and I made it and I'm like really maybe leave me a comment then man since the damn newsletter the petersreport.com is free help a brother out also another inexpensive way you could if you're in the MFG if I'm putting out stuff if I'm helping you especially if you've made some damn money come on man is 
get on my uh, paid subscription on Instagram. It's only $9.99. Matter of fact, yesterday on my story, I showed them one of these new funds. I know a lot of you are in them, but a lot of you aren't. Pays a 50% dividend yield. It's new. It's been paying. It's probably going to come down, but right now it's high due to volatility. But check it out. Even if it comes down, it means it can go back up if the volatility gets right again. And uh, pays every month. And as little as 15 shares has covered your cost in that. And then you get all my dimes for free that I drop on there and uh, all that content. So if you're into GP, if you're into what we're doing in the Money Flow Gang, if you're into the Peters Report and you want to find a way to help me, that is a very simple way. Simply $9.99 a month, $9 that is, the price of a sandwich. Just hit my Instagram at fullauto11. Click the subscribe and uh, show you a lot of stuff from my house, what's going on, the wife, what we're doing as we bounce back and forth from Texas, New Orleans, visiting all my friends like that last week was Chris Johnson. Week before that, I was in New York, a couple other influencers. Anyway, I try to take you along for the trip and I appreciate everyone's like, comment, feedback. I have so many friends out there and I get to meet so many of you. It warms my heart, man. God bless. Back to the podcast. all grand semen things mm-hmm. assuming all things similar to what to what you're buying i guess yeah you know if you're buying quality companies and you're just holding them mm-hmm. you're creating your own mutual fund mm-hmm. most mutual funds like have 20 30 of the top holdings you can go out and buy 20 yeah. 30 of those holdings yourself yeah and when they sell it in that fund you could sell it and buy it like it's all public i mean yeah and I, the information is not hard to learn i think like the later i got into like like after i gotten divorced and i was on my own is my when i was married at the time my my wife at the time really kind of handled all of our money for the most part i made it she really? sort of handled it in that way she and she, we had She's Again, like, these these purses are investments, Michael. Well, you know what? But she <laughs> she was never she was never <laughs> she was never like high maintenance and asked right. for the purses and the Pradas and all. No, so, like never I, that. I met but, a dude once making money with them. So as I made really? fun of it, I met a dude that like would fly, buy these bags, hold yeah. them. It was a guy. Yeah. But he knew what bags chicks liked and yeah. he made a ton of money for them. Well we didn't like we didn't have much even when we were married. We didn't have much because at the same time nobody in her family really taught her about it either. So she and wasn't so, putting money in mutual no, funds or saving. Well we, we had some in there, but we didn't have And there was no thought of trading. No. You weren't like, Man, I should get in on this no, Tesla. I didn't know I didn't know anything about the stock market even when I was in the Navy oh. until I was on my own. So I got married when I was 20, 21, and then out of the Navy, divorced out of the Navy, like, what, 27, 28, something like that? Yeah, was, I was only married seven years, so 20, 28, Were you acting 29. then? No, I, uh, I started acting when I went to college at BYU-Hawaii. I studied business out there. Like, I, I, was, I got stationed in Hawaii, was there for just under five years. And then I started getting recruited in basketball to Southern Illinois. And then also at the same time, I was playing with the, the team in Hawaii on the North Shore. Were they paying your college? Well, the catch was, <clears throat> so. So you get out of the military mm-hmm. and go to college. And you're in good I t- enough I t- shape I, to play basketball. Well, I took a little break. I was in, I was in really great shape. And I mean, it had when, to be, right, to play college basketball. Yeah, but you know what, it was, it was so different, though, from, I played at a high level, and I played all Navy, 
And okay, I was a so pr- you were playing in the Navy. Yeah, that was I played for my <coughs> okay. ship's my ship's team. Shout out to the USS Russell DDG five nine <laughs> stationed in San Diego. Um, now stationed in San Diego. And they Diego. were I mean, as a competitive team. The guys on there were really trying to we, play. Like, we had some good dudes on that like team. Like they played probably in high school. Yeah, I just I just saw one of my my former shipmates when I was in Chicago last week. I hit mm. him up and we went to a WNBA game. I have a friend that plays for the for the Chicago that's Sky. That's a workout. I mean, it is. You get basketball and everybody wants to play. That's a yeah, workout. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's totally different. So when I was playing in the Navy, then I go to do college workouts. It's night and day. Like, as soon as the ball is out of the net, it's already to the other side. And I'm like, oh, damn, man. Oh, they were moving faster. Oh, yeah. The, col- the college game was so much faster than Just what the, the Navy was. the caliber of the players had raised, right? Yeah. Compared yeah. to the... Wow. So when I you like oh shit I gotta move it was it was a wake up call for sure <laughs> you know and it's and, and then you run into talented people yeah like and really it's, talented it's people. just like anything that you get into right so right. you could you look at the high school level of mm. things you could be an all American all standout well you get to college every single person on that team was that was an all American yeah. was a standout now who's the best at that yeah so like their eighth their yeah. eighth person was probably like their all time leading conference record breaker right. in the school. You know, so you're you're playing against top talent, every single person on that team, and then it gets even that level, that gap gets even higher when you go to the pros or play semi pro mm-hmm. or that nature, right? So think how small that number starts getting cut mm-hmm. to, all the yeah. way to the final where there's yeah. you know it's like these are the elite men. Well, and I think it's like the attrition rate of that is or you know under sport, female sports, it could be any sport, I mean, yeah, any competitive sport where they're playing it like that. Yeah, trading's that way. Trading's a player player game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, just, it's, I mean, we try to make it a team sport. Yeah. In a way, right? Like, yeah. well, it's, it's like golf. It's right. A, it's it's just or like the end of the day, you're like the one tennis, swinging, right? right? Yeah. Like the, your team can only help you so much. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and that's in. Uh, there's a lot of attributes to sports. I didn't play competitive sports like that, but I was on teams. As far as being in the, the military and being no, like in combat, like math club. <laughs> yeah, math <laughs> club. I was like a low level street gang, but you know. <clears throat> no, just, but I never did competitive sports like that. But just being in the military and being mm-hmm. deployed, and you got to stay in shape. You know, yeah. we go and the drills you'd have to do. Yeah, you know, and I didn't really experience that as much as some guys in high school because I didn't play sports all through mm-hmm. high school. I wasn't running drills and yeah, but that concept is like how the military works, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, and like the transition from sports, basket, like leaving the navy college basketball that transition was fairly easy because in terms of just structure of life like yeah early working the discipline was there the consistency was there and then being in i was in really good shape then too um i think that helps you trade now yeah that structure of life that yeah but you know i I mean i've been out for self structure i mean if you ever listen to what's his name the navy seal um jocko Oh yeah, he's intense. Jesus, dude. Yeah, you watch that shit and you're like, yeah. man, don't be a bitch. I'm kind of like a brat. Like, <laughs> well, there's a, there's a side of it is that you know, <clears throat> he's a. Uh, I need that though, even though it's super extreme. It kind of just helps me a little. Do you? You know what I mean? Like, you probably feel the same way that I do about it. I like. I feel like I've. I don't have the same mental fortitude yeah. that I had when I was in the navy oh, for whatever reason. God, like no. you know, you backslide on some of it. Yeah, it's just at a different level of intensity. But but even like what, what he's talking about, this what I was telling someone is like you don't have to do it the same way he's doing it. So you can take mm-hmm. that intensity and go, man, what if I could be that intense on my trading plan? Yeah. Like he is it like just 
you know, walking around or like getting mm-hmm. up or like, what if I was like that? Like every day, it's not 4 a.m. like he's doing, but every damn 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. There's not one that I miss. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Maybe the time doesn't have to be as extreme, but the dedication can be the same. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely to one of the, you know, I teach these things, the nine thoughts on getting rich. And number three is you got to structure your life around it. Mm-hmm. You can't accidentally get rich. Yeah. You got to do things rich people are doing. Like, yeah. <clears throat> and discipline is it's probably one of them. Mm-hmm. We're all disciplined at something and we're all probably pretty slack in another. Yeah. Yeah, and I th- I think that you but in trading like if you fu- if you fuck it off, like you're going to lose. Yeah. And you have to stay in it and it requires a lot of tension. Mm-hmm. A lot of discipline. And I think you it's when you carry that Focus. over into the trading aspect right. of things. It's not that it makes it easy, but it's because you've done it so much or you've that's been a part of your life for such a long period of mm-hmm. time. It's like watching Kobe play or MJ, right? Right? It's that repetition of everything. You always say it, the repetition is the mother of skill. And so I Every, think when everyone you, can draw on their life to use for trading. Yeah. There's a lady there, there's a there's a really really strong parallel to that right it's mm-hmm. like there's a lot of people within the community with the well squad too early on not so much anymore but early on there were a lot of just reckless people that didn't try to master the fundamentals and there was an element of it where you kind of feel responsible to each other. Like, if you're just throwing out some bullshit. Yeah, but then... Th- like it, it, w- it was one of those things of, okay, you say that you're married, you have kids, mm-hmm. you have a high-paying career, you have responsi- you have employees, you own a business, whatever. Right. So that alone all takes a certain set of skills, a certain level of responsibility. But then when you come into the trading aspect so you, of things... So you're saying you have all those skills, you've built that, done yeah. all these things, and then you go $80,000 into a, right. a new options trade? And you, just, and you just throw it out the window in the, yeah. in the like, trading and investing world. Right. So <laughs> what the way that I look at it for myself of how I've pushed myself, when I started trading and investing on a more aggressive level was really trying to duplicate the same principles that I've governed my life with. Right. Because it, the, you have to, it's an easy transition. Right. It's, it's not something that's difficult to do, but I'm always baffled at the people who really struggle with it. Like, why would you, why would you separate the two right. worlds? You know, the saying is like, art imitates life, life imitates art. I think it's, it's very much the same thing in that way. And, I, and I, I've always tried to approach it in that way when I you know when I started following you when I started following Chris Johnson and got into the wealth squad all of that stuff there was a lot that I didn't know right when I when I first um, started following you for the first time that you that you taught me the money flow Mm -hmm. and and also like validating some of the principles that I already you gotta get out there and trade and go you know what that that twenty day thing works pretty. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to go experience it yeah. and, and prove it. I always tell people that prove it, yeah. man. Like, was it right or wrong? Like, and there were there were times too of, of just putting different things. You know, the twenty the twenty day SMA on the chart, the EMA five, the EMA ten, whatever it is, <laughs> all the RSI, the Mac, the MACD, all these things. But then you realize too, 
it's like Larry Bird shot free throws at night. Right. With the lights off. The lights off. If you can do it with the lights off in that way, like mm-hmm. how much more... In Forex, they call that naked trading. Naked trade. Makes Have you sense. seen that? That's, that's yeah. what they refer to. If yeah. they say, I use naked charts, they mean there's mm-hmm. no indicators. Yeah. If you're great at that... What's funny, though? You're even greater when you put them I've all on I've used the indicators so long yeah. that now that I see them... Mm-hmm. Same. Meaning, well, and I don't feel like I've used them so that if you, long. if you took them off, in my mind, I'm, I'm like, dude, if there was an RSI here, this yeah. is where it would be. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I did on a live a couple times, I took a naked chart, and then I changed the ticker symbol. Mm-hmm. I was like, someone gave me a random ticker symbol. And they gave me, and it was like Black & Decker. So I don't even trade yeah. Black & Decker. It was one I didn't even trade. Yeah. And the chart was really nice, though. I was like, oh, that's <laughs> nice. It was like a layup, you know? It's like, I mean, perfect. Yeah. So I was like, boop, you know? And I put a little circle, yeah. and then I'm like, boop, and it yeah. went through. And dude, when I laid that over, it was like perfect. And I, you know, I got a little lucky on that, and that the chart they gave me was a perfect setup. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but, you know, it's like I could, you can see it in your head. Like, it's... When you watch them long, <clears throat> long enough, you don't need them anymore. I still like them. Yeah. And I've, I've kind of evolved how I've used indicators uh, through meeting different people. and Like the way that I use the MACD histogram, <clears throat> I'm more concerned with the slope of it. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that progressive didn't used to be that way. I'd be all about the crossover and various yeah. things, you know. But as I've, as I've finessed how I've done all the trading, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm just getting a, just a little bit from each one of them, and each one of them's not that important. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's almost like a painting or a picture comes together. Yeah. yeah. It's um, chart time, I think, helps with that. That's what me and you were talking about. Like, mm-hmm. they're birds shooting in the dark, or I mean, Kobe and they're shooting. I, you know, I had this kid I was talking to not too long here, and he was like, you know, all he wants to be in the world is a trader. Yeah. And I'm like, well, where are you trading? Right. Well, he's trying to get the money together. Mm-hmm. It's like, you don't need money to trade, dude. Like, mm-hmm. you can open a paper trade account. Like, right now, you could have showed me the last 20 trades. Well, it's also, it's How also a dangerous... He's like, none. I'm like, come on, dude. It's also a dangerous place to be in when you're at that level, when you don't have any money. Right. Because then you're trading from a place of desperation. Which isn't going to work. No, it never works. It never... I Even in my own experience, I've gotten smacked every time I've traded right. from desperation before. I think there's a lot of power in your back being up against the wall, right? And you being sort of pushed to the brink of something. You're talking about like taking care of family matters and things like that and pushing yourself to the next level. There's power in having your back up against the wall. But when you come come at it from a place of desperation that you absolutely need this, there's nothing left, there's nothing else for you, then that becomes... A real dangerous space to be in. No, and I've never, I've never saw trading like that. I've traded yeah. the, almost the last twenty years, horribly for like the first yeah. five to seven. Yeah. And then as the money flow came together, and then the last, I feel like the last decade, I've really just been a good trader. Mm-hmm. And I'm now I'm just like trying to get really, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. just, just finessing it. Like yeah. Before so like now I can walk from trades. I could see you getting a trade and laugh. Mm-hmm. And have zero emotional tie up in that. Yeah, same. And there was a time where that would have tied me up. Yeah, I mean, there's there's times like when you lose money on trades, it stings a little bit. Yes, right. That's yes. just human nature. 
but at the same time, you know what I do? What? Or do, have done for a long time. I was reading this. Um, <laughs> you turn on Eminem. <laughs> His knees are weak, arms are heavy. <laughs> <laughs> that helps. Uh, get in the car and turn, start driving for Uber, yeah. right? Um, Screaming into the pillow works too. Yeah. No, I was watching this thing uh, Warren Buffett, and you know he's obviously not a trader, yeah. but you can draw on these things. And yep. they asked him, you know, what do you do when you really mess? Because he's had like three sure. really bad investments. Like they went to zero. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I've had at least six stocks go to zero. Yeah. And uh, he said, I just put more money in. Mm-hmm. You just keep playing. That was so game. profound. I was yeah. like. So simple, but so profound, right? You just keep putting money in. And I was in. like, what if every time, say it's 5,000 my minimum. Mm-hmm. If it goes below it, I stop. I get the five back and then we start backing mm-hmm. it. And then once that kind of that philosophy. And then for me, it got to be 25,000. That's my minimum. Mm-hmm. If I hit that, like money's going back in. And we may need to stop or slow down or yeah. some, some assessment needs to be like, why is it dropping so fast? Yeah. And then, you know, and then I just kept elevating that as you become, a, you know, better. Like, say, maybe you're running from 25 to 62 and you go, cool, I'm going to pull out 12 and 50 is the new, mm-hmm. you know. Well, as you get more money, that's more experience. You, you can mm-hmm. take more trades, you know, the way I trade. Yeah. So I wouldn't take a $50,000 trade because I had 50. I would mm-hmm. have like s- probably 10, 12, 14 trades going. Yeah. And I'd manage them. Yeah. That's a different way of trading, I guess. You yeah. know, I wouldn't take that entire balance and say, let's day trade all of this like every day. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be very stressful. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I do day trade, but even that amount is proportionate to everything else is really small. Mm-hmm. And that's helped me. Just putting everything in its proper place. Yeah. I'm day trade here, I swing trade out of well, this we account. Were, we were talking about this earlier. Is that, like, there was a point when I. I was in like 75, 76 different <laughs> right, position, and it's too, it's just too much. It's yeah. too much to manage when you're look when you figure you're looking at every chart. It's all every, going up. It's pretty easy, right? Like you're like, this well, is easy. and, and uh, yeah, and all <laughs> actually fairness, it gets like, hard because you don't know what to. You can get right. overwhelmed with how much to take off. Or, yep, and that that actually the time that I had that many was when we were in like the bull market and every it it was so, everything a, a toddler could have made money in right. the stock market during then. And then I just you know I trimmed it down to. I don't first it was like 40 something then I was like no this is still too much I felt bad during the growth crash mm-hmm. you know running the money flow gang our society you're I'm, yeah you're in the wealth squad and I, I sold that property I showed you today mm-hmm. that house I sold it and then I, I was short some cash I needed 60 more grand mm-hmm. to pay cash for that beach house mm-hmm. like that's pretty close yeah and Trading had been so easy, and I had run like fifty-two grand into like a hundred and forty. Amazing. And I'm at this time though. This is where you get greedy. Even yeah. as an experienced trader, I'm like, man, my new minimum should be like two fifty. Yeah. Like, how do I go from? That was a big leap. Like, I, I, uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I, and it's like, well, and I almost didn't take it out. Like, I almost financed. Mm-hmm. The thing, and then I see, you know, no, that's well. This is all profit, so I just calculated how many positions I had, how much I needed to take from each, because I couldn't pick one, you know, because I had like yeah. Facebook. They were all right. just flying, right? Every day higher, and I'm like, damn. So I just hit them all even, and I took it from that number down. You know, I took sixty k off, mm-hmm. sold them. Now I, could, I debated. I'm like, well, sell the threes, and you know, you run through the money flow, and it's like, no, dude, you need money. So I just haircut them, and then wasn't right after that, dude. Gross crash started. Yeah, and I actually felt guilty. 
that I didn't endure as much. You know what I mean? Like I felt bad right. because I knew other people who decided to hold their stocks or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I held a lot of them. Yeah, there were th- there was a handful that I held on to. Also, I mean, we shorted and we did short trades and all of that, but mm-hmm. still, when your net worth's going down, you made three grand shorting. It's like mm-hmm. doesn't feel mm-hmm. the same emotion, but it, but that's what a trader should do. Right, I mean, traders should definitely be. As a trader, you can have stocks that are going down because these are buy and holds, these are investments, and then over here you're you're shorting the damn thing. Like, mm-hmm. You know, that's the skills we learn as a trader. But yeah, I n- I never had anybody who really taught me the skill of trading and then just being on my own or like portfolio management Nothing. like did you read books on that like no. I'll read books by hedge fund managers this is how I learned like, as my wife I'd sit around watching movies on them no I'd, I would google I would literally get on YouTube and just type in portfolio management yeah I, I never none of that painting stuff painting those houses that's, I, that's what I I'd be listening to col- when I got to college that's when I started to understand money a lot better Rich Dad, Poor Dad, reading those books. Yeah, like the, you know, that book, I think that was really one of the first books I read on money. Or like The Richest Man in Babylon. That's right? the street preacher for the, yeah. for entrepreneurship. Like that's the, yep. the dude, you know, repent! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like that guy, yeah. that, you read that book and you're yeah. like, oh man. Yeah. When I, and, and but I, it doesn't tell you to do anything. Right. And I was in an entrepreneurship program in college. And you wanted a, to be a business owner? I did. So I... Or... or the, the dream... The dream or for, hustler style. Yeah. No, I... I've, I consider myself I actually, a hustler. I wanted to... I've always been a hustler. For my, yeah. Like my whole life. I've always been a hustler. I don't want to be in a suit with 30 dudes working for no. me and we're doing Zoom meetings. And, I like I like wearing a suit with a mm-hmm. bow tie. Yeah, if you dress Sometimes. Up, yeah. Um, every day to work. But the dream for me first was I wanted to play in the NBA obviously that window got very short closed early that wasn't going to work out but I was also a chef in the military too and so I wanted to at some point I wanted to own a restaurant that was kind of the plan say okay I could see myself doing this and then I realized well this takes a whole lot of stamina to be able to oh, actually do it work, like dude. food food service like you watch those chefs like I'm a big fan of Anthony Bourdain I mean, it's like, I mean maybe like later later in, in life at some point maybe like Crow was my last name, so I was like, okay, I'll play, I'll, I'll do a whole like play on this. Of maybe my restaurant will be called the Crow's Nest. Who knows? Yeah, that's cool. Whatever it is, you know. I but that was that was a dream for a long time. Is to dude, that should be the name of your podcast. Uh, maybe. I maybe. like that media company. And I'll be like, like, man, I'm on the Crow's Nest. Yeah, every, yeah, maybe. No, it's like sure. It, it's got a it's got a good ring to it. There's a lot of stuff I, I could like do that. with it, but I wanted to own a restaurant, and I basically kind of co-owned owned one with a friend out of college and then it just it's went not a hot dog stand i mean it actually no it was a polynesian restaurant oh. in in utah that dude was telling me he owned a restaurant and as we talked more and more it was you know it was a hot dog stand i'm like yeah that's a little not different. the same not, come on man <laughs> but i, I will but look service. i will say those hot dog <laughs> vendors make, yeah he was making money dude. man those new york hot dog he told you he made like 10 12 grand a month oh yeah slinging hot dogs yeah they make a lot of money in yeah. new york on his own with that little thing yep and I was yeah. like, really? And he goes, yeah, dude. Like, show me the numbers, the margins. Yeah. He'd be out there. He, had, he was all legal and permanent. Yeah. So, like, I, uh, right out of college when I, I didn't have a plan, I didn't know what I was going to do, trying to figure it out. I had been in a couple of, like, stage shows. I'd done some recreation stuff behind the scenes and film and TV. And uh, my ex-wife's best friend at the time was a business owner, and she wanted me to come and 
co-own a restaurant with her in, in Utah. Your Polynesia. wife's best friend? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, she, had, she had like four or five businesses already. She was just a hard charger when that, it came that to... That one going to make her friend mad? No. Uh-huh. I don't... No, no. Oh, like, no, you guys are cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we were, we, we were all cool, but it was... It ended up just being a total shit show, man. It just went south really, really the quickly. The business or the relationship or both? All of it. All of, is, I was like, our marriage was crumbling at the same time. Oh, okay. Then the business was really stressful. My ex-wife was doing my ex-wife was doing uh, all of the accounting because she was she was in accounting and like right. CPA and all that stuff. So she was doing the books. Then there were things that were being cut in corners, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm not okay with this. I'm leaving. I'm out." Then when she took a dip, I'm like, "Well, I can't just get out." And man, it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. It was a it was a big learning experience. Um, and then I t- you know from there that like that's when I went off and I did the the acting track. I already had the acting track set up, but the restaurant was sort of in between the transition from when, where I went to college at BYU and studied business. BYU? Mm-hmm. The Mormon the, place? The Mormon place. Are you Mormon? Mm-hmm. Are you? I, I did not know yeah, that. There's, yeah. I got quite a few Mormons in the money flow. You do? In MFG? All the Mormons are in there? I don't know about all the Mormons, but there's a few. <laughs> I know they like money no, and stocks, but... Yeah, well, look, There's, man. I got a couple families. They're pretty cool. I'll tell you what. The Mormon portfolio is pretty, pretty great. That's man. why I got in Campbell's. Yeah, they've, they've they got a pretty... They own a shit ton, man. And one day I was do. reading this article. Honestly, yeah. that's how I... And then that was the very... That's just funny. The very first yeah. stock I posted on Instagram was Campbell's. <laughs> and uh, I had gotten into it because I'd read this article. And, like, you know, their, whatever their fund is called, they have a fund. They have several. Yeah. Yep. But one of their flagship funds was, was going in heavy. Yeah on it and I'm and I was thinking man like I could see them like pressure in them and like yep. anyway it's yeah. been a great investment it took a while but mm-hmm. uh, it's, fu- it's funny yeah I was I was uh, trade I didn't come from anywhere I'm reading about the church buying stuff and I'm like yep. huh if they're buying it well and it's a, you know, we, should buy we were talking about this earlier too like <laughs> following where the big money's Just going following money. yeah people that are successful but their their port I didn't learn this until later on in the church but you know their investment portfolio is crazy, and, and and it's not hard to know what it is. No, you can just Google it, and then there's subscriptions you can get. Yeah, not that much that'll break all this down. Yeah, but follow it, the K13s when they buy something, and you lay the money. I mean, that's what I try to get people to do is like generate your own ideas. That's cool. Yeah, just lay the money flow over it, mm-hmm. and may, you may see an idea, and remember, institution they may they may be trying to buy five billion dollars. Mm-hmm. They ain't got all forever. Mm-hmm. We can wait. And so if you see it and it's like, you know, it's an extended spin, you can wait for it to come down. Yeah. I've waited years for stocks. Like all of a sudden Tesla falls 70%. I'm in. <laughs> and now I'm up 100%. Yeah, most people have just run away from that. So think of that. Yep. How long ago do we have to go back where you were up 100%? I yeah. caught up on some time. Yeah. That's how I see it. And I'm saying like, okay, let's say Tesla was doing 20% a year. Shit, I just bought five years in one month. Yeah. Patience, just waiting. And you don't get those every day. Uber gave us one a while back. Um, you know, when you latch on to, you know, that's one thing the market does is every once in a while, it gives you a crazy opportunity if you're ready to go, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just over time, it gives you opportunities because you can add. But those funds can't be as nimble as we can. Mm-hmm. And they leave a trail. That's why charts work, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't. I didn't even. 
I didn't even understand how to read a chart. Right. Until, I mean, really, really understand how to read a chart until right before I joined the Well Squad when the entertainment industry shut down. And I'm like... You're talking about during COVID? Oh, yeah. Really? I never really... Because I was just like... I knew I knew how to invest. I had a brokerage account, but right. in terms of reading the stock charts, I just bought shit and held so on to it. You weren't looking at oh, this is a, No. You did like a day and at 30. Oh no. I just I bought it, yeah. held on to it. I never touched it. Dude, I I've just, been doing charts so long. I used to get these books. They came yeah. every Friday. You would pick the 50 stocks. Yeah. And it would come in a book mm-hmm. like this. There were no computers. Yeah. I mean, people had computers, I didn't. Yeah. And a lot of people got it like this. And you only need one every week. Yeah. Why would you need it every day? That's yeah. ridiculous. Well, and I, and I... And I would flip through them. The industry... Really, before the industry shut down, I start... I don't know. The way my algorithms were social media-wise mm-hmm. is I'm like a positive person, post a lot of positive stuff. Yeah, I mean, you're, you have a phone. You're yeah. on social. So, uh, right. I'm social. I yeah, interact. Like I'm reading charts before the internet, right? Yeah, not me. So as I've come through it, and like, yeah, it always blows my mind when I meet someone. Like, I'm like, how long have you been trading? Yeah. And he was I'm like, I was shocked how it really wasn't that long. Well, I don't, and this isn't, this isn't to brag about myself, anything else. But time but is faster now. It is. Every, but. Like, I'm waiting on the mail. My, my time of learning things i have a really small learning curve that i can catch on to things and fast learn. oh yeah you just every, everything i've every job i've ever worked at i've excelled at in a very very short period of time i've been thrust in plays and basketball basketball no problem memorizing them nope I did, well lines. it didn't matter anyways because i never played <laughs> right <laughs> I just but sat you the could, bench the play but, you could know even yeah. if it's, it's yeah well, and it's, part, well, and it's it's one of those things like playing basketball when I didn't play, I sat the bench. And but when I sat play. on the bench, yeah. I that was a master class for me. I learned so much about the game of basketball. You were almost like paper trading basketball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The, it's it's so similar to like life in general oh of God. how you how you put it all together. Room uh, service. Room service. He needs another beer. <laughs> that sucks. Um, no, but. Yeah, like every every job that I had had, <laughs> and this is a and this is a note from our sponsors. <laughs> you gotta hold down the show. He needs an adult beverage. No, that was for me too. Uh, just it's crazy. We had someone help, and they just leave. That happens to me all the time. Mike goes dead. The people helping are gone. Story of my life. Been ghosted all my life. Trying to play all, push this button, yeah. that button. <clears throat> no, my my learning curve for a lot of things is very short, and I see and I see it in my youngest son. My youngest son is the same way. He picks up things very very. Did you quickly. see patterns? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean by that? Like yeah you, yeah yeah. Bad habits, all of it. Like j- good habits, bad habits, but but right. just. It's it's the same thing with the with the stock charts is that they all have their own personalities. They yes. all have the the specific way that they 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 all have a specific cadence, right? Right. And if you can understand that, spend time on it, master it. It's it's a it's a it's a skill that nobody can take away from you, and it's so powerful. But I've excelled at those things very quickly, and so when I jumped into 
learning charts. And really, it was after following you, you would you would go on your lives and you know rant like, "What? You don't know how to do this? How are you such a dummy? Your thumbs don't work. You must want to be poor." This and this. <laughs> and so the whole time I'm watching you and your lives, I'm like this. I'm like, dang, I'm just sinking down in the chair, you know, Whoa. but. It, it was it, it was worked. such it was such a great thing though. I don't remember the exact moment that I did start following you, but it was it was a little it was a little time before like COVID happened that I did. And then the algorithm also brought me around to Chris. It brought me to Ian Dunlap. It's the money the money financial stock. You've you first heard of the money flow from me? Yeah. Really? Yeah, first. I followed you first, and then the algorithm led me to Chris. To Chris. And I saw, I saw Chris, like, you know, he was talking about all of his trades. Right. Showing some of the lifestyle that he's been able to enjoy True. from that. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. And I started going going through all of that and looking at it. I was like, okay, he owns a wealth-building community. I actually didn't know. I probably would have joined the money flow much sooner, but I never knew that you even had a money flow discord. Yeah. I never, because you've never really like... I don't talk about it. You don't talk about it's it, secret. right? It's invitation only. You vet everybody. Yeah. I got some rich people in there. I know. I know you guys do too. I'm in there with I know, you, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know you. <laughs> but I'm saying uh, people would be surprised. I think a lot of people think, oh, it's like 26-year-old kids trying to trade. And it's no. like, no, there's dudes in there with 20 million. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't know it. And their little emoji is... You know, a surfboard. Yeah. I try to get people to use their... But not everybody wants to. Yeah. But I... I, mean, I, remember, I know that, but no one else in there knows. Yeah. And I think that that's good that you keep it there. Yeah, I would never... It's I would the, never same, with, it's the same with being in the Wolf Squad. We've got some pretty prominent people in the Wolf Squad that not a whole lot of people know about either. Professional athletes are in there. Right. I have. I used to have two. They... they they washed out when the when the yeah. growth crash happened. No, that is that is true. It wiped out a bunch of people. <clears throat> we lost a lot of them. Yep. Yep. Yeah. A lot, for I sure. I even had fighters. They were like, I had one dude who was a bull rider. And like, oh, we're so tough. Yeah, until growth cracked. <laughs> till, till, like, till the market gets... Yeah, then the, yeah, we'll see. I'm still here. Yeah. But I... but I, I wonder thought, that, like, people who lost... Like, say they got out and look back. Now they're not trading. Mm-hmm. Do they ever, like, sometimes see my video and I'm just still I'm doing I'm sure. It? I'm sure that they... I, they, they go, oh, they get away yep. from... Like, I don't want to look at that because... Well, I get, I get messages all the time of people that left the Wealth Squad Discord... Yeah. And they're like, man, you know, they'll see a successful trade I have or somebody in the uh-huh. membership that I repost or whatever. And like, man, I knew I should have never left. I should have done this. Can oh. you help me back out? And um, I had people in my inter circle mm-hmm. sell all of their stocks like two to three days before the bottom of that massacre. Mm. When it was really the bottom, like when mm-hmm. they're like, literally you're watching CNBC and they're like, Pretty sure PayPal's going out of business. Roku, it's over. I, rem- I remember like that. Like, they were literally PayPal. saying, these stocks will never come back. Yeah. And I was having members, like, send me articles. It was like, they're saying it'll be a decade, because, you know, the, yeah. the lost decade. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just going to not believe that. Because mm-hmm. that what I'm believing feels better. I'm going to be positive, and I'm going to take my trading skills, and I'm going to do what Warren Buffett said. Yeah. I'm going to put more money in. And then when it comes back, you you do way better because you yeah. didn't blow out. You, yeah. you also learned experience. Now here's what else you got: you kept trading. Yeah. So think of the power of the guy that stayed with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got to buy some more shares of PayPal to get even faster. Or yeah. However you w- rationalize it in your mind, fast forward to where we're at now. Mm-hmm. 
A lot of them are very happy. Mm-hmm. They also got all that experience. Yeah. So next crash is like, come on, man. Yep. They're short now. Now they got hedges on. Now they're like, take this bitch down. Yeah. Because now they've been, you know, they've been trading or, or they go half cash or they, whatever their strategy. Like right like recently, I've been telling our people, hey, everything's awesome right now. Mm-hmm. It's going up. I'm never the guy that, you know, you know me. I don't ever do fear or sell your stocks. Yeah. I don't do that game. But I do know when trading's easy. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's been easy. It's because you've put in so much time yeah. to do it, right? Yeah, and I'm not saying get out. I'm not saying anything like that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying maybe you don't need any new trades. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if you see stuff set up, trade it. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, I took 5000 off the table last week. Mm-hmm. I trimmed one up 30-something percent, one up 120, and I'm just... I'm leaving them on. They're mm-hmm. still going higher. Mm-hmm. But... You know, I could use the five grand. I got some other shit I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. That's y- y- because you ha- if you're going to be a professional trader, you have you have to take money from it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you have to because ha- I think a lot of people will trade, 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 lose all their money, trade, yeah. trade, 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 lose all their yeah. money, and they never get to a point where it's like, okay, hey, I, you know, what I mean, people I've talked to went from ten to had sixty, seventy, mm-hmm. and then tell me how they they lost the, t- they literally went back and then and lost that. Mm-hmm. You know, they first they all you know. I wish I'd have took some off. And it's like, yeah, yeah, like you should have done that. Yeah, but that greed. I mean, it'll kick in. And mm-hmm. remember when I said when I bought when I pulled money out to buy the beach condo. Yeah. If you double your trading account, there's nothing wrong with pulling a twenty five percent off. Yeah. Put it in five percent savings. You can yeah. always go back and get it. Yeah. Let's try to do that again. Yeah. One well, and, and it also you taking it out teaches you discipline. Yeah, you just made right? money. It, it just keeps you on sort of the small account status. Because it's actually... And you don't hard. do, oh, this is house money. Yeah. You trade that way, I've traded that way. You turn yeah. five and 15, all of a sudden I get real loose. Like, I'm like, hey, give me three of those. Uh, well, and I'm sorry. Because I'm winning, I right? I'm winning. I was going to say is like, the more money you get in your brokerage, <laughs> right. the more reckless you become. I do. I oh, know for sure. People uh, yeah, be like, too. they're like, I don't understand. You said you had a million dollars in the market. I was like, I'm due. Yeah. But my day trading account is this much. Yeah. My margin account, where I can go crazy. What's the percentage that is you, my, whatever your overall is in your bro- right? Bro- so in my what, main what trading do? account, um, that's the one I try to keep it at least fifty. Yeah. If it gets over seventy-five, I'm yeah. looking to pull to allocate to other things. I see. But in terms of your, but it overall, could be into dividend stocks. It could be into like what you would, whatever your overall portfolio is. How much of that percentage will you actually put into a trade? Are you what fifteen percent, ten percent? Twelve percent, sixty-five. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. If I if I'm over twelve percent of the overall, like that is, I'm really pushing it. Yeah, hard that's to, where I'm at too. Like to, between like twelve and fifteen. But yeah. but I think you know when you start out small, you're putting probably in fifty or sixty. Yeah, obviously you have to. That's one of the things about the more money. You, that's one. That's one thing. I like you know I like to scale into a position. Yep, same. And as I'm making money, scale out of it. Same. That's a lot easier to do with more money. Yeah. But if you're buying four shares, mm-hmm. when you take one off, you just took 25% of the mm-hmm. trade-off. If I've got 500 shares, yeah. I can just pull off 15. Yeah. And then later in the afternoon, pull off five. And then if it rushes into the close, pull off a few more. And then yeah. tomorrow, and, and you know you can finesse it. Yeah. And, that, and you actually, I think you have better results over time yeah. because you have that ability to. Yeah. Um, small account, it's now or never. Yeah. Sometimes, like, take the money now or. Yeah. Especially because there's no guarantee that it's going to be there. Yeah. And then I bring, sometimes I bring people in and and I try to explain, okay, this is your buying hole. 
That's what you're doing there. Don't don't really trade that. Use your trading skills. The way I use mine is I look for the good setups. I add. I'm always just adding. Mm-hmm. Rarely am I taking or, or, or selling, but sometimes I will. If, if this the stock becomes overvalued, it was obvious oil stocks were overvalued. All of them were trading mm-hmm. at 30% overvalue. So I sold into that and I allocated it to stuff that wasn't doing as well. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just portfolio management. But... <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I mean, to me, that that is the secret. That is one of the secret sauces is managing a portfolio. I've never. It's been. A, it's impossible. For, I don't want to say impossible to blow up, but once you have that under control, mm-hmm. and I think we were talking about that today. You don't have to take a big trade to be, to start trading. Like you, you could yeah. buy five shares of Tesla. My my first trade ever was fifty seven dollars. Right, mm-hmm. and keep doing that, and, and you keep rolling it, and you put on another trade, and you yeah. roll it, and you manage them, and I promise you in three years, if yeah. you're any good, mm-hmm. the money will magically find its way yeah. to that account, right? Mm-hmm. I, I believe that, just simply law of attraction, or you know that, if you play basketball every day, all of a sudden you got basketball shoes, and then you got mm-hmm. a gym bag, and then you got like, right? Yeah. Same in trading. Yep. Activity breeds activity. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you'll find an extra 500 and you'll shoot some to the trading account. Yeah. I don't add to my trading account a lot anymore. No. Usually, whatever you end up making from it. It's almost, almost right. like a sort of feast or famine. I don't want to I mean, knock on wood. I haven't had to add to it in a while. Yeah. Like if I, if I have some things, like if I get you know, residual checks from television, whatever else, I'll, I'll throw some of those in there. I'll take a percentage of that and I'll put it into the brokerage. Just... Not so much to trade it, but to invest it long term. Right. And I won't really touch it or I'll throw it into some dividends or something. For sure, I do that term. almost every day. Yeah. Different, um, different bucket, but yes. Yeah, but like when I, when I started following you and understanding the money flow, and then I remember you mentioning Chris Johnson. I was like, who's this guy, Chris Johnson? I mentioned, mentioned him. You mentioned him a couple of times in the huh. things that you were talking about of one of, you know, you referred to him as one of your students. I was like, oh, who's Chris Johnson? Let me go try to find him and figure out all It's usually that. the other way around. People know me from him. I'm glad to know him. Well, I think collective. Well, then when I, <laughs> I go and, and start to, you know, discover who Chris was, then realizing Chris is referring to you too right. as his mentor, and it, the two of you together we're giving each other the credit. And so I, I actually, you two were the first Chris two that is actually one of the followed. First, what do you call it? Public trader, I mm-hmm. guess is a word for it. Mm-hmm. Someone who would share his results with the world. Yeah. Who I know of that was, you know, at least using a version of the money flow. Mm-hmm. And then would say, yeah, I got this from. Yeah. I remember like when that first started happening, it was kind of unusual. People, I mean, I didn't grow up with social media, mm-hmm. I didn't start using it till. I mean, I guess I've been running the money flow at least a year before. I've been teaching a good year before COVID, but mm-hmm. I'd only had Discord maybe four or five, six months. Yeah, it seemed like it was it was new. It was fairly new, mm-hmm. and I've always kept it relatively secret. Mm-hmm. You know, people usually have to ask me like, "Hey, man, how yeah. do I?" Uh... Shit, I did. Yeah, and then I'm, <laughs> I start asking them questions, and there's a lot of people. I, they just, I just don't want to trade with you. Mm-hmm. Like after I talk to them, yeah. I just don't think there'll be a fit, you know. It's because because it's special to me, and you know. So I I want them I want them doing the money flow in there. <clears throat> That's what I was doing because I was kind of I was really using it as a teaching tool. Mm-hmm. It's a way to okay, all these people bought my book. Mm-hmm. They're trying to take it and actually implement it and use it. And I'm thinking, shit, 
how much can I learn mm-hmm. from hundreds of people actively trading my book and going, yeah. hey, dude, what about this? And what about that? And, you're, and, and, and I'm not a writer. You're like one day you'd say you want to be an actor and you're like, how do I do this? And I'm like, one day I want to, I want to write a, I showed you how the money flow originally. Yeah. In that school trapper. Yep. Yeah. And then when I put it on there and it's like, okay, I'm not a writer. I'm not a school teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm, I didn't go to college to get a finance degree. I wasn't trained as a, you know, these things are all just made up, you know, self-taught skills. Maybe. Yeah. To then see other people use it, validate it, you know, buy a car with money mm-hmm. from trading. A number of people come up to me and say, I bought a car because I, uh, yeah. I had one of the thing. Mention you, he goes, man, it was an options trade. <laughs> you, you, would, you would put out like this is, hey, this is, here's some trade ideas. Like we'd mm-hmm. see a chart and be like, hey, this is a stage one. And it was in one of my guys, but it was an, an options trade you put out. Mm-hmm. And uh, he put enough in there and on that he hit on that stage three when he, he closed it because he had enough for a car. Yeah. Paid cash, dude. On Man, I... Three-week trade. I've had some pretty crazy trades. Stock trades and <coughs> options trades. But... Here's the thing. I never knew any of that stuff So, before. So you go from a little money, because you know options can go fast. Mm-hmm. And I don't personally trade a lot of options. Michael does. But I know... I mean, obviously, I'm not stupid. I know how it works. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he was smart enough to know... I haven't done a lot of trading... I got a feeling it doesn't work that easy all the time. Like he was that smart. He, like you said, sometimes you meet people and they, they own two dry cleaners, a whatever, have built a family, have all this, and then they do some crazy shit in this. And you're like, bro, why'd you do that? You know, he was wise enough to know that. Boom, took it, bought the, bought the new vehicle, but the vehicle was for work. So now that thing's making money, man, and he's gonna write that off his taxes to go against that profit on that. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? Like he's, yep. you know, and now he's back to what he. I gotta make money with this again. And so man. back to the drawing board. Yeah, and now but he knows how to trade. He's yeah. learned up. He's doing the money flow. He's bought a car with this shit, so he's got a belief level. He doesn't have a loss level. He has a belief level. Yeah, it's out front. Every day he goes out to the car like this. I bought this trading. Yeah, I. <clears throat> I thought, man, well, that was cool, man. When I, so when the industry shut down, and it really made me take stock of my life, like where I was, what I had in my investments, and I didn't have a whole lot. I mean, in terms of investments. I, I was kind of on the, on the cusp of, okay, I've got probably 10, 11 months that I can comfortably live in New York right. on savings alone, investments alone, or I'm probably going to have to come up with another plan. Go back home to Illinois where my family's at, go to LA where my brother's at, Utah where my kids are, whatever, try to figure out what the next plan is. But then I was like, you know what? I want to act. I want to make movies with my friends. I want to have this. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be an actor. it it put me, my back was up against the wall there too, of figuring out what's the next move. Right. And whatever that next move is, I need to just go all in with it. And that was trading. It was trading. Nice. Trading and investing. Um, trading to the zone. And I really, look man, when I say that I was looking at five to 600 charts a day, I'm dead ass serious. I was looking at five to 600 charts a day. And I got a, when I went vocal that about- accelerated 10,000 hours. Well, and it's, and it's one of those things of like having the learning curve that I felt like I've always had to excel. And also I had already, you know, at the time I had already been, I had already been in the entertainment industry for what, 15, 14 years. Right. Reading scripts, dissecting dialogue, creating world, all this stuff, research, producing for television, 
all of the stuff that it entails to do the research for the stock charts or the you know behind the on the fundamentals and things like that and so putting all that stuff together when I would look at these stock charts and understanding the money flow in the way that I mm. saw it to because I I devoured your content too I didn't move on to the next topic until I mastered the other one and under and actually being able to see the money flow as I looked at those charts it's not to brag but those opportunities that I saw in those charts became easy for me and I, yeah. could, and I could spot them in a split second it's just like going into the gym as a basketball player and you got Joe Schmuckatelli who comes in yeah. with his gym bag you can immediately tell whether or not somebody can play basketball or not yeah. by the way they shoot around whatever yeah. and so for me, that's how it was with the stock charts for me is that it, it became because I put in the time of looking at those five six hundred charts a day for a month and a half straight, really, I mean, because that's really what it really took for me. It was about a month and a half straight of just every single day. It's just like when you, mm. when we met today, you're already looking at the stock charts. Yeah. As I'm pulling into the driveway, we're talking, we're going from the driveway to the door, and I you're keep already wanting to lean forward. Yeah. And grab that pad because I'm like, I've been watching Bitcoin really. You got, you got like your fix. You're like, right, yeah, let me just. It was at 29, 139 when I looked at it last. Well, shit, we could just prop it up so you could just, so <laughs> it could just be going. But, but having that learning curve of feeling like I mastered it because of the time that I put in paid dividends for me after that because it gave me, it gave me the freedom that I needed to be able to commit myself full time to auditions. And I had also had the thing is like, look, my kids are in a different state than I live in. So then it really became about, I want to be able to get on a plane whenever I want. Yeah. Whenever, for whatever. And that's what the investing and the trading did for me. But it was also because I was really aggressive with those investments too, realizing that I wasn't where I needed to be in mm -hmm. life on an investment standpoint, <laughs> retirement standpoint. Um, and I needed to expedite that whole process. Uh, it wasn't from a, a place of desperation. It was really about, I looked at it like, if they can do it, so can I. Why not me? Why can't it happen to me? Right. Um, and then I just went all in. And then, and then that's when I transitioned uh, and I got into the wealth squad. And that whole community. And I was just a community member. I was just in there engaging with the community members, sharing trade ideas. Yes, yes, yes. All right, man. So, wow, that was part one. Me and Michael actually sat down for almost two hours. And to be fair, we were drinking beer. We had already had a big steak dinner. I kept him up late and I said, man, you can't go to bed. We got to at least get on the podcast. So the first half is, is very coherent. I think as we kept drinking, Michael's on, on a later time zone than me, we probably started getting a little goofy in the second half. I may or may not post that second half. I got to go back and listen. We'll see how the first half goes. I don't know, man. If whatever platform, if you're listening on, if they let you leave a comment or hit me in the DMs or catch me on Instagram at fullauto11, let me know what you think. Hey, do me a big favor. Let bombard MFG Money Flow Nation. Bombard Mike posted some damn unicorns on the pretty pink ones too. Let him know that the MFG hurt him, that we appreciated his time. 
I know you're so busy. That would be hard, Gerald. I'm so busy. I can't do that. But if you weren't so busy and you were my friend, you might could do it for me because it would take you one fucking minute. So go let Michael know that he was on the, that you heard him on the podcast and that you appreciate it and that GP's reach is bigger than people think. God bless you.